It's Survivor's Friendly Fire Show, episode 206, for the start of August 2022. I think that means Gamescom is coming this month. It's been a while, I forget. Okay, uh, I'm one of your co-hosts, Steve Wright, and joining me is the bestest guy in the world, my friend for 10 years and like a week, I guess, or maybe more, uh, Ben Salter. Hey, Ben. Good to be back. This is like our fourth week in a row of weekly shows, and we're still here. Didn't go, didn't go daily. That was, that was probably a... The daily show is not, that's a bit much. That's a bit much. We don't, there'd be only so much content. We'd have to go TikTok length, like 15 seconds of just like, here's our thing that we're complaining about this week or this today. Um, yeah, no, we're a weekly show and that's, uh, that's how we like it. And that's how we hope you like it. Cause we only have enough news for like week to week. Uh, I have no news. I'm, I'm slowly on the mend from my back being utterly destroyed. So I'm like getting out more and doing some more things, but like, not really. Uh, you apparently have, have some, some purchases that have rocked up. I've got some purchases I'm going to bring up. Well, one of them is this very fun one, which yeah, I can't remember what it's called. It is a SN58 whatever SSD drive for my PS5, which I put in there. Uh, this is your recommendation, so it better work well. Um, it will. And as, it, as everyone says, the hardest part is getting that damn cover off the PS5. Like, if you're worried about getting one of these and upgrading your storage, the screwing in of the SSD is easy. It's the ripping off of the plastic case, which Sony say you need to like grab it with two hands and twist or slide or something. Basically, just yank it until it like feels like it's going to break and keep going. It took me like 20 minutes to get the case off when I bought the black set, the black fins to replace the white. Mm. It took me so long to get those off. I did that too. I did an SSD before and I got, I also got an SSD from Prime for the other PlayStation in my house. And I watched the PlayStation video. And it's super easy. Like, so you put it, you put the PlayStation logo on the ground, like face down. And you, like it says, use two hands. No, nah, no, nah. your right hand on the, the right hand corner. And you just like grab it, lift it up as hard as you can without it like snapping. And then just like shove it to the left. Instantly off. Took two seconds. Uh, yeah. You know what? That's, that is what I did. But I, I didn't realize the sliding to the left part. Because I was looking at like a, a paper image. I should have watched the video. Uh, and eventually it slides itself to the left, but I just did full power up with right hand. Uh, and eventually it slides up. Anyway, that's one. The funnier thing, you'd never guess this. This is what I impulse bought off eBay, a copy of The Godfather Xbox 360, uh, 18 bucks. Pretty why? good deal. I mean, like, yeah. Do you know why I bought that? Do you know why? Because I got into a rabbit hole of um, like mid 2000s licensed games. I don't yeah. know how I watched that on YouTube, but I did. And I, it got me to Googling some of them. Yeah. And I realized I owned this game on Wii. And I was like, I had that Godfather game. Um, maybe I should buy it again. It'll be super cheap. And then I found out there's a 360 version. And I thought, you know what's better than the Wii version? Definitely the 360 version. Is HD, it back and pat? No waggle. No. I'm going to have to plug in my 360. I was going to say. I'm willing to do. I have um, one if you needed one. It's right here. No, I've got one. Oh, I can't get it's It's connected. So I can't this do that. Is, um, this is what I've gotten down to in the backlog times of 2022 is dig, like reaching to the 360 catalog. But you know what? It's fun to go back to this like different era of time sometimes to be like, this is what was a, a well-known quality. It doesn't even have a developer on the front. It just says EA. Uh, like games don't do that now. Um, and the That's other like thing my, I bought, favorite, my favorite Buffy. 
the the, the Buffy game yeah. on Xbox. Like I, someone at EA made it. I don't know who. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. There's no there's no developer on here. I'll let you know how this game goes next episode if I actually find my 360 and play it. Uh, the other one is I realized I listened to Reggie's book via Audible. And one of the things he talks about was he was disappointed that Metroid Other M, which was the Wii like follow-up to the Metroid Prime series, didn't do very well. And it's because they marketed it pretty poorly and it was like a, it's a bit of a weird game. And I realized like, I have no memory of playing it. I think I may have reviewed it. So if I did, and you remember that viewer or listener, let me know. But I can't remember it. So I tried to buy it off eBay. A bloke sent me instead a copy of Metroid Prime 3 Corruption in Wrapped. And so I've messaged him to say, mate, you've sent me the wrong game. Uh, and he's like, oh, no, I've got like a whole stack of Metroid games. I sent you the wrong one. Anyway, he's going to send me the other one. I've never had this happen before. Do you have to send the old one back? Or I'll send you... it back. Yeah. Oh, I don't that's going to be. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I already have this. To be clear, this Metroid Prime 3 is a better game than Other M, but I already have that and I played it before. All right. So it's useless to me. Um, this is just eBay tales of like sometimes you buy a game and a different one rocks up. Uh, never had that happen. I never had one arrive. Look at this. It's wrapped. His it's body it's wrapped mint. It. Mint in, in... It's not mint. It's oh. clearly used and has been re-shrink wrapped. Oh. And, and is the wrong game. So, uh, yeah. When I used to work at the video store, this is like in the 1990s, Ben. You were, you were like negative seven at this point. Um, no, I was there. I was there through the whole 90s, except for the first year. So I used to work at Rogers Video, which is like Blockbuster or whatever, or Video Easy in, in Canada. And that was the best bit. Like, um, you could buy things from, like, Walmart. And if you didn't like it, there it had, like, a shrink wrapper. And you could, like, fully shrink wrap it and make it look like you'd never opened it. And it's like, ugh, I don't like this. So, you, like, we would... Sneaky. Yeah, really good. Um, I have I have a purchase that, if we're talking yeah. purchases, um, and I need, I need... I fully need the Xbox 360 that's plugged in that I can't show you what it's like down there. Um, we watched Pitch Black because Matt had never seen... The first, I guess, of the Chronicles of Riddick. Do you remember when Vince, Vin Diesel wanted the Chronicles of Riddick oh, to yeah. be a thing? Yeah. yeah. I like Pitch Black. I like like the Riddick things. Um, and there was a really, really good game on 360 called the Chronicles of Riddick Assault on Dark Athena. And oh, I, I think we'd had some wines and we were watching Pitch Black and I'm like, I want to play that 360 game. And I didn't like think to look to see if it was back and bad at all. I just still bought it. It was like it was like twenty bucks still. I'm like that's too much for a 360 game. Um, but I bought it. It's not back and pat. So if I want to play it, I have to play it on the 360, which is why it's connected again. Um, so same as me. You're in yeah. the 360, uh, some type of like mid 2000s nostalgia. It's back. Um, I think it's just because there's not a lot of things coming out really. So I'd be very curious if readers are doing the same kind of thing. Like, what's your weird thing you've had to dig out an old console for? What are you yeah. playing again or playing for the first time, but you yeah. should have done well, it 20 years ago or something? Well, some of them is just playing it again now. It's like what you don't want to tarnish any memory. So anything you really love, if you not to bring it up yet again on this show, but if you love GoldenEye 64, do not play that because it is a terrible experience now with your broken controller and your 12 frames a second. Uh, but in your mind, I'm sure it's great. But I think 360 games do actually hold up pretty well. So... Um, looking forward to some of these these old school games, and I might see what else I can dig out. Uh, as you, if you go real old, like you go that like PS One, uh, sixty four era or before, games are expensive. But three sixty right now and PS Three right now is in that sweet spot of like this is just old, but it's not like retro old yet. 
So they're all cheap, except for like King Kong, which is for some reason 100 bucks on 360. I think Easy because, achievements. Easy achievements. And I think it's because it is back compat, but it's not sold digitally. I don't know how that, that licensing arrangement has happened. There's like three or four games like that. There's that 50 cent game, which is the same. Oh, yeah, Blood on the Sand. Couple. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> a couple. And so if you just like eBay... 360 games they're all like 20 bucks or less and then king kong and 50 cent pop up for like 150 bucks well um, like in, in the pandemic I, I bought the 2009 that's when the movie came out i think the game came out at the same time that bandai namco like chris pine star trek game because i had like three achievements oh, yeah. I'm like why didn't i finish this game i should have just done it then um so i bought that for like 10 bucks that's fine but like that's not back and pad either because of the licensing i'd imagine so the real trick i guess is making sure if you're going to go down this rabbit hole that you can buy one that you have like a, a xbox one or a series x that has a disc drive because if it is back and, pad and you buy a disc you need you need to put the disc in so if you have a series s too bad for you um make sure it's back and pat or either have a 360 or PS3. Or PS3. Or, because I, I can't imagine they'd be cheap right now on... The consoles. eBay. Do you know what? I reckon a 360 would be cheap, but a PS3 wouldn't be. I you talk for I a bit. I'm going to Google it. I'm going to mute myself so I can I can clickety-clack. How about that? Well, I think that for two reasons. I think because a lot of 360s are known to be unreliable. Actually, so maybe they do cost more because you'd only want to get a, a slim... Uh, not that horrible E model, which looks terrible. You'd want a slim if you're getting a 360. The reliable one. Uh, PS3, there's oh, there's a bunch of models. There was that cheap, like super slim. That might be pretty cheap. The the one that plays PS2 games, you'd have to mortgage your house to get. But like a a standard bog standard PS3, I think it'd be cheap. I totally lied. <laughs> you can get an Xbox 360 Slim for like sixty bucks on eBay used, of course, and you can get a PS3. PS3s are more expensive. Um, oh, you know why? Because you can't you can't play PS3 you games can't play them back on anything else. Yeah, uh, hundred bucks for like the old like super. Ra- Remember the one with the like super rounded top, like the like the, the first original, one. But the I guarantee one. you, that's not the very first one that plays PS2 games. They would cost heaps. True. Uh, or one twenty for a slim. One fifty is about the highest I can see. Just Remember, the... they're also, they're also Blu-ray players and three sixty aren't, so that'd have something to do with it potentially. That's true. Uh, pretty cheap as far as consoles go. So now is the time. If you're looking to collect in that that era, they're cheap. And hmm. actually, so PS two and Xbox games are pretty cheap as well. But I think they're probably going to skyrocket soon. PS two is cheaper than Xbox just because there's way more of them. Yeah, so if you're going to collect, that'd be cheaper. Well, there you go. Um, we have played new games, though. And we, yeah. we sort of teased it last week, Ben. So you, you wrote the review. I, I will confess I've only played half of the game. I've played to the end of Chapter 3. We're talking, of course, of As Dusk Falls, the game from Interior Night. Night? Interior? Interior Night. Something uh, like that. Which is ex-Quantic Dream people uh, in a very similar kind of visual novel style game yeah it's a non-game it's very much like stray last episode it is 40 bucks but you wouldn't buy it because it's on a subscription service and that's the way to play this um it's not super long it's about six hours it's six chapters total and i think they're about an hour each so good length i think any longer would have been too long um and the premise is pretty much we're not going to go into the story if you go read my review i think i'm one of the only ones that barely mentions the story i just speak about the experience why you would you need to but good yes I, I applaud you, you ben well done so we're not even really going to get into it the very rough gist is there's two families to get intertwined in a crime drama one is just moving state a um 
couple with their child and their, their grandpa, and then three kind of young adult brothers who get caught up in a, a scheme which sees them do, make some bad decisions and you need to work your way through this mess. Um, in a visual novel, which is pretty much, um, I would say, 0% gameplay, maybe a little bit, um, you make a few choices. So it's that's pretty much what you're doing. You're selecting dialogue, you make a few choices that's kind of A or B, and you have to pick one. Um, and then there's a few times where you kind of can explore a room for more details and find the thing you're meant to find. And that is the extent of gameplay. It's not like an Until Dawn or something like that where you walk around. It's That's all done through the kind of visual novel. And it's um, not animated. It's in full motion. It's kind of step by step, almost like a page turning. Um, but somewhere between kind of like a, like a um, short animation and a page turn. Like they kind of combine the ideas. So oh, let's talk about that for just a second, if we could, because I hate it. Yeah. It's so it's it's stupid. Um, it looks like they've taken real actors and taken like photos of them, and then put them in one of those apps that makes it look prettier, like or like a painting or something. And then, yeah. like, so you will get a guy with like two like ways that he will look. And he's conveying emotion like that. But then in the background, there's like smoke billowing and like full, like it's just going like completely animated or like cars will drive up behind people and doors will swing open and like that's fully animated. But then like the characters are just like, I have three poses. It's like one of those bad like iPhone like games that you'll play where it's just like you're talking to people and it just shows them like happy and then like angry and like they get like the exclamation point above their head and go, ugh. I hate it. I hate it so much. I don't know if it bothered yeah. you as much. Uh, I wasn't a huge fan. So the the other side to this is you can play it multiplayer in the sense that you uh, you can each kind of pick what to do. And if you'll all agree or you have a majority, um, that's what will happen um, in terms of a choice or which dialogue option to select. Or if you kind of get split 50-50, which is I think what will happen more often because I think a lot of people will play this in like groups of two or four. Um, then it kind of just picks one for you. And you have the choice to override. So for a certain amount of times, you can kind of say, lock out the other players and you get to pick what happens. Um, so I played it with my partner who doesn't really play games at all. She's at the level of like, Mario Kart 8 is too busy, too much happening, give me Mario Kart 64. And then we play that and she's like, I can't remember how to play this, I'm done. <laughs> so that's basically the degree of, but uh, but she got more into this than I did. And I think it's because of that, It's it's there's so little gameplay, it's just making choices. Um, and you can you don't have to use a controller. You can use a companion app and use your phone. And it's a, a rare situation where the companion app actually works because it's just touchscreen controls. It's just mashing. It's kind of swiping on screen or selecting A, B, or C. Um, and she said the same thing. To go back to the the visual, she said, "Why is it broken? Like, why is it not like why isn't it moving properly?" And it's I can kind of get that if you're not expecting it and it's like you don't play many games and you, which I think is the audience for this. I think it's it's bringing. You know, the Wii audience, mum, dad, siblings, uncles, aunties who don't get into a lot of games, potentially the ones who actually pay for Game Pass in the household. They can actually play this and they can play it with you. Um, but I think it's, it's really jarring for them because they're, it's, it's kind of paced like a TV show, but it doesn't look like one at all. It looks like a broken TV show. Yeah. So, um, it, yeah, it's an odd visual choice. Yeah. And um, so if you, if you use the companion app, it's kind of like you have a big... Uh, like dual sense touchpad. So like if there's yeah. choices, you have to kind of like drag your finger to where it is on the screen. So you can see your little cursor on the TV and you have to like move your hand to the right to get to the, the right choice. Um, which is weird because 
the Xbox Game Pass version of the game through cloud is touchscreen enabled and you don't have to do the dumb swipey swipeys. Like if you just see a thing, you just click the response you want and it goes straight to it. And I don't know, I don't know why they wouldn't have tried to incorporate that into the companion app. So it's just like, there, there are quick time events where you need to swipe left or up or down or whatever, or like tap the screen. But then other times it's literally just like you have three things, like probably two on one side and one on the opposite side. And you just like, you pick yes or no, or maybe or whatever. And it's just like, there's just some weird design things with this that I'm just like questioning. Not that like, it's going to detract from it yeah. too much, but it's just like, that's weird. It's and that's how yeah. I've been playing cloud because when my back went so bad and I could do nothing but lie on my back like i just you know like wanted to sit there and not do much and like matt was playing fall guys or whatever and like i just i didn't want to move but i didn't want to like leave but i'm like i was getting a little bit bored so i'm like i'll play through a chapter of thingy on cloud and it worked really well but like it's heavy man like we're not going to get into what is heavy about it but like everything that could possibly go wrong for groups of people goes wrong or just like every trope that you could imagine just like gets thrown into the mix. It's like it's it takes it it's a, it was heavy. I didn't want to have to go through it all in one big hit because I'm just like I'm done with that for a while. Like that's enough doom and gloom for me. Yeah, I think it's uh getting it kind of that TV style chunks of kind of an hour to to be six episodes is good from that point of view in that it's you shouldn't play it. There's a clear end point uh, and you shouldn't play all in one go and I don't think you could like it would just it's too draining um but also like to to actually finish it and we had to do it in the the time frame before it came out but like it did become a bit of a drag in the sense of like we want to finish it because that's it's they all kind of end on a good teaser but not tv level but like it's it's still like i want to see what happens next but then to think oh it's going to take another hour and like to to do that at you know after you've gotten home you've done what you need to do you've made dinner or whatever and you sit down on the couch and you get the whole family together because you're all playing it together you like a tv show you're watching together you can't just do it on your own um it's hard to actually find that time again and i think that's where the multiplayer doesn't work so like um like it's it kind of sells it like jackbox in that your friends can come over and you can all you you don't need you can have up to eight players you don't need eight controllers because you can use your phone one nobody is downloading some companion app to play a game on your tv like that's never going to happen yeah Um, it should have just been in browser with a code like jackbox is Two, it's not going to work because you're not going to play a six-hour game. Someone, your, your mates come over and you're going to play for six hours. It's not going to happen. It's not engaging enough. It's too draining. There's naturally like there's no gameplay. And you can so start only- at chapter five, but who's going to like? Wh- wh- who's that guy? What's going on here? What's like? Why? Why am I invested? Sorry. Yeah, well, exactly. And then you're. Um, so that pretty much just leaves the people you live with to play with. But then I've just explained why that's difficult. Getting everyone together, you kind of get to the point where we're where. You probably what you've done you're halfway through but finding that time when we're all free together to do the next chapter is hard and then you can play online but it kind of defeats the purpose like you may as well just play it by yourself yeah um, so yeah i think the multiplayer side of it is kind of a good add-on and they kind of sell it as like when they gave it to us to review they said you really have to play it multiplayer i disagree i think it's a good feature it's great if you want to get you know your parents or someone in who or your housemate or your partner who you live with who doesn't normally play games and they're into it and you can find the time and they they are part of the reason of why you play it because they get into it as well but if that doesn't happen the multiplayer is not worth it so um can be played solo of course you don't need to play like that yeah there's some cool like multiplayer ideas so 
I don't know, like, if we're talking visual novel, you have, like, the, the Man of Medan dark picture style where, you know, like, each person gets a character and, you, you know, assign characters to Ben and the characters to Steve and, like, I get to dictate what Bob does and you get to dictate what Tim does. Um, this is, it's more like group consensus, kind of like that Jackbox yeah. style. It's hard not to say Jackbox because it's very, like, like that. But the the subject matter is so heavy it's kind of like it's catered it's catering to like the streamers who want to have like a group of 20 or 30 or hundreds of people watching so they can vote on what happens but like do you want to trust these like really heavy decisions to like group consensus because they're all just going to pick the dick move and like i don't know it just it seems weird in that sense um there's a cool idea of like overrides so if the two of us were playing and um because like you know if you and i are both playing we're not controlling a specific person, but we both get to decide whoever is making the choice at that time, like what they choose. And if yeah. we both vote something else or, you know, like if the group votes A and you're very dead set that you want B to happen, you can like throw an override in and you have like a limited amount, a finite amount of those. So that's kind of cool. Um, but like Matt and I tried really quickly just because I wanted to see how it worked. And we basically just like burned through those three overrides that we had like trying to trump each other on the same choice so like then that is no longer a thing you could turn on infinite overrides i guess i think but like it's like cool ideas that aren't fully formed that don't quite you um because as you said because of how the cursor system works although hot tip if you're playing with the controller you can use the d-pad just to move between answers you don't need to use your cursor um but you see what other players do so we often had like someone would pick first just because they got to the answer first or they thought about it quicker and the other person would just pick that as well because it's quicker because when you're only playing with two people it does like a 50 50 and it does like a little animation of which one is it going to be and that just adds an extra 10 seconds which i don't have so it's kind of like oh whatever you already picked one i don't i don't care that much there was the odd one where it's like no i want to see this other one but like yeah. not often um but they do make differences. So there are clear moments when it's like you need to be united because this is going to make a big story difference. And then there are smaller ones, which when you see the branching tree at the end of each chapter, you've selected a dialogue option or you've missed a quick time event or something, and it does make a difference. Yeah. Um, surprising amount to the story. And I think it, it displays that well. But then like Life is Strange or something where it's kind of like you had two or three options, X amount of players did this one, and it doesn't really show you what the difference was for choosing that. But this kind of shows you the way that the story branches in that like, well, this person, something happened to this character. So that's why you've now gone off on this branch. Yeah. Um, and it was all because you tripped here because you missed one quick time event. So even though we made that seem like it wasn't a big deal, actually, that was a big deal. Um, I think it does that quite well. Like it's it's more engaging from that side of it than a lot of games like this. It really is. And it, it, if you've played uh, like Detroit Become Human, it's that same kind of, it's like, it's basically like it's storyboarded for you. It, like you can zoom out and see like all the different paths. And if you, like you haven't hit a path, you can kind of see where the path would go, but you don't know the details of it. Um, and you yeah. can replay at, a, at specific points to kind of try to hit those new paths. The thing that annoys me about that is that you can't skip anything that you've seen before. So if you want to try to like get all the different paths or see what would have happened if you did this, like there's an exploration mode where it's not like going to rewrite your save. You can just kind of go through it and see how it works. And like, if you're going for achievements, cause it's me like half the time, if you pick a, there's an achievement for a, but there's an achievement for B. So like, if you're a completionist, you're going to go back and like do B you like, you literally just have to play the game 
in one-to-one time. And, like, I just wish, even with, like, the quarry, like, I've, I've burned through the quarry to get all the achievements in two two generations of the damn game. Like, could could we just... I've seen this. Can I just skip to the bit where, like, it's new? That would, that would be great. Um, which is such a, like, a specific nitpick, but a, a mean nitpick. Anyway. Yeah, that's always part of it. But, again, we always kind of just loop back to it. It's a bit of a different type of game, and that's good for this type of service in that it's it's... They'll pretend like they were making their own thing and they just happened to go on Game Pass, but it's it's so Xbox. Like, it's so... Um, we're just trying a different type of game and we, we don't want to put all the same things on the service and it's a it's a classic Game Pass game, essentially. Um, and I think that's what the same as Stray. I think it's gotten more kind of attention because of that. One, because there's nothing else been coming out and two, because it suits that subscription. You can just have a crack. Exactly. So, uh, recommended if you already have access to it. I don't know if I'd I don't know yes. if I'd recommend it otherwise. Wouldn't pay for it. No. Nah. But that's pretty much every game that's not on Game Pass, so. Yes. Well there you go. Um let's get into we have like ten minutes, fifteen minutes, if if we're being generous, to talk about our, our main topic, that yeah. being remakes. Uh and there's a lot to unpack. Like, where do you want to start, I guess? Well, so this is, uh, there's a lot of dot points here. We don't need to go through them all. It's, it's a general, <laughs> um, this is just my brain dump of, uh, it's a good time. It's a big brain dump. If, if What's happening. Yeah. At the, yeah, it is. This is just, it's mainly notes for me. It's, uh, it's a lot's happening with remakes and remasters at the moment. There's one in particular, which has created somewhat of a controversy. Um, and it's probably a good time to look back over like what we used to expect from a remake slash remaster and what we expect now. So the game in question is The Last of Us, the third edition, um, which is launching this September or something. Um, third version of this game in nine years. It's been remastered once, and this one, they haven't really used a term. I think they kind of say remake, but it's probably more like a remaster. Um, the gist is it's got a pretty, it's a hefty visual overhaul. Like it looks very different. Gameplay-wise, pretty similar. And that's what's annoyed people in that a remake is normally kind of both of those things. It's kind of new visuals and new gameplay and kind of rebuilt. And that doesn't seem to be the case here. So if we look back a bit, I would say probably Mass Effect Limited Edition is the the kind of the benchmark for like a collection of remasters. That's what we use now. And it's kind of similar to like the Nathan Drake collection or the Crash games that got collected. Yep. In that it's the same game, it's just got prettied up and you get a bunch of them together for like 100 bucks. Yeah, like three hundred dollars um, of value, technically, maybe in like a, in a hundred dollar package. Anymore. Yeah, but, correct. But not much has been done to gameplay. Like maybe it's just been tidied up. There's been some balancing. Um, pretty much the same game though. Maybe just a modern controls game. Um, but yeah, it's like a that's a pretty good value package, I think overall. Yeah, especially if you haven't um, played them. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's who a lot of these are for, really. Like, there's not that many which are for people who have played it. Um, so I suppose the point is there's a scale of remakes or remasters. It's not all it's not all like this is one thing and it's worth that. Like it's it's hard to know exactly what the value is. because um, if you went to like the other side of it, I think the thing the game that started it was Gears of War Ultimate last gen, which was like a twenty fourteen or fifteen game. And it was like that was back when games would come out as a remaster, as Last of Us remastered one, whatever it was called, did. And it was just the same game upresed and maybe a higher frame rate. And then Gears came out and it was like, you know what, we can actually improve the assets as well, like quite considerably and make this look great. Um, and then it came with all the 360 games as well. So it was like a bunch of games for a cheaper price. It was like 60 bucks or 70 bucks or something Australian. Um, and I think at the time people were like, this is, 
quite different to what we were getting and it's this is the new benchmark of remaster and it probably that probably is what we're at still that's a remaster yeah um, but close to a remake um, and then you get the full remake so that's there's probably a few versions of that we've had recently the ones that stand out final fantasy 7 which is taking kind of the inspiration of a ps1 game turning it into a modern game totally changing the gameplay but um making something new in a sense we have gone the other way from the collection in that what was once one game has now become three so you're gonna have to spend hundreds of dollars to get this whole thing and wait years but it's still a pretty good experience and i think we're happy with that um the other two that you can pair it to is probably like Link's awakening which was a switch game from a gba game or not gb color game um and that was kind of different in that it's visually totally new um but it's still kind of played a lot like that game boy game so like we haven't had that style of remake very often and that's so nintendo to just be like let's kind of do it and kind of not but i think it's still worth it like it was a it's a way to bring people to something like that who would not play that game boy game because it's so old school the original yep. version is black and white like it's hard to play that now but the gameplay still holds up so it's a way to actually experience that worthwhile and then probably your favorite of this list resident evil 2 which is again it's kind of in the middle of those two it's new gameplay new visuals but it's still one game um and it's it kind of brings it to modern resident evil style in that not the first person modern but the era before that the over the shoulder um and it was a really good remake i have a lot to say about the resident evil remakes so i guess well Cap capcom loves re-releasing some games and they like remaking now i guess resident evil and it started with the ps1 to the ps or sorry the ps1 to the gamecube version of resident mm. evil but that was like a weird remake in that like it's it's that was um, a remake. it's static backgrounds and 3d models and things and it, like it, it looked really really good but it looked so much better on gamecube as compared to the ps1 but the gameplay in terms of fixed camera angles and tank controls was all the same um but just like very like glow upped um yeah so they, that's probably comparable to the Zelda example there. Like exactly. it looks way better, but play is pretty much the same. And then Resident Evil 2 and 3 are completely different. So it's it's gotten away from the, the PS, PS1. They were both PS1 games. Era, like fixed camera angles, tank controls. It's gone for like the over the shoulder, like completely modernized controls. Like different games, same-ish storyline. But that's all kind of coming to a head now because Resident Evil 4 sort of went to that behind the shoulder camera like kind of modernized controls still like really tanky controls when you compare then to now but like yeah. now we've gone from like these weird fixed camera angle games that needed to be redone to re4s coming out soonish and is essentially the same kind of game with better controls but is is less of a, a change though they're thinking of from what the rumors say going back to like the the pre-dev production and making it more like spooky and creepy and ooky and and less like action oriented orientated so it's like yeah like the resident evil remake situation is like the entire gamut but anyway i digress back it's to you it. well it's a that's a great example of like what we used to accept and and pay for we've kind of moved away from so resident evil 4 is like the king of re-releases and so like it was kind of like it's a gamecube ps2 game and then there was the wii version which is like a certainly not a remaster but it kind of was in that like it had a whole new control scheme which so it's the opposite like visually pretty similar to the gamecube game just in widescreen but it had a better control scheme 
which like we haven't really seen that from any other games. Um, and then it got released in HD and again on Xbox One and it's like you bought it five times and now they're kind of like, okay, we'll remake it, which is kind of like an extended version of what's happening with Last of Us. It's like we've remastered it once, now we're going to kind of remake it. I bet you they remake this game again with remade gameplay in 10 years. Oh, yeah. Uh, but So, yeah, that's the whole scale there. Uh, the last one, very quickly, is pretty much just up-res re-releases, which is, if you recall, that's what the that's what remasters were on like Xbox, what well, even 360, PS3, like you'd get the HD versions of PS2 games. Resident Evil was a classic one for doing it. I think Code Veronica had like HD yep. version on 360. Same game, just up-res. The rare collection the... or whatever that was called on Xbox yeah. as well. Yeah, rarely replay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, same thing happened early Xbox One and PS4 days. It was just like here's the same old game. It's got it runs at a higher resolution now. We used to be 720, now we're 1080, and some of those games had a higher frame rate. And then like that does not pass at all for a remaster, let alone a remake. Now we would never pay for that. And Xbox has since come out and been like, actually, we can just apply that to our old games for free. You can just get like frame rate boost on some games, and you can play original Xbox games displaying at 4K on your Xbox Series X. Um, and then, then you get Nintendo who's kind of like we've released Ocarina of Time in HD for the first time and it's just the emulated game in 720p with the fog missing and like oh god uh, anyway they're, in a, they're working on a whole other level yeah. but there was a time when that was considered like that's, the, that's fine but now we've kind of gotten through to that like Resident Evil 2 Final Fantasy 7 level of like I think that's a remake and so I think to circle it all back I don't think what we've seen from The Last of Us is really a remake but they can't call that remastered because there's already a game called The Last of Us Remastered. And I think that's the main issue here. I don't know why they picked this game. Um, there were rumors that they were at whoever, the studio behind this, which is not Naughty Dog, it's one of those many um, remastering studios. Nixes, originally, I think. Anyway, something like that. Yeah. Um, originally pitched to remake the first Uncharted game, which I think would have made a lot more sense. And Sony um, didn't accept that pitch because it would have been too hard. They wanted to just do a visual remaster, not a full gameplay remaster. Um, and they said, that game's too old. Like it does, We've already remastered it to try to just pretty it up. That you need to do too much of the gameplay. Because it, it came out early PS3 days, whereas Last of Us was like the very last year. It plays pretty well still. But that just circles back around to, why do we need it then? There's already a version that runs pretty well on your PS5. Yeah. Um, the simple answer is it's not really for us. It's for the people who didn't play it the first time around. The simple answer is money. <laughs> yeah. I think it's absolutely a cash grab. I think there's, as we've just quickly run through, what we've expected from a remaster or a remake has changed over the last kind of 10, 15 years. And simply re-releasing a game on the next platform for years was fine. You can just release a new version that runs slightly better or has different controls or whatever new features been added. Uh, Nintendo is still doing that in the fact that no one bought a Wii U so they could just re-release all their games like untouched and make millions. Like Mario Kart 8 is one of the best-selling games ever of this generation and it's, it's actually from the last one. Um, so like it can be done, but I think we're, I think Sony's trying to do this in a time where they've increased their recommended price of games from 100 Australian to 125. And I think that the fact that they're charging more than they charged for it originally, that they haven't done that much to it, but then on the flip side, it does look good. Like it kind of like that's I would love to play this version of it, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pay that much for a game that's the same game. Like it's we've yeah. already got this new benchmark and you're right to bring up Resident Evil because where does Capcom go with they've done a good job with two, they did a lesser job with three. So 
it's kind of make if they want to keep doing this it's kind of make or break like four is the one of their kind of highest most acclaimed games of all time they don't want to stuff it up like yeah well and like so so many things to talk about and because you said resident evil that my, that's where my brain is um like they, they have code veronica left to do really um I'd argue that five is still kind of like the tank style controls, but it's still like far more modern than even four was. Cause I think you, I think it's been so long. I think you can run and shoot. Is that right? Probably can. Um, I don't think you can um, actually, but it was it like, it, it felt better. Like I think you had right stick thumb control and on P on Resident Evil four, you didn't like, you're just driving with one thumb. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like, I don't know if they'd go code Veronica five or if they'd even go like code veronica and then consider remaking the original resident evil again to I be more in that. line with like the first ones yeah. and like, mean, that is that a good thing though because those i i know i'm old but like those games i grew up on those games they were like the 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 pinnacle of gaming and they're like they're so outdated now like it's it's i understand why they're not like you would play it now and be like oh this is gross but like Maybe some things are just kind of left alone and just make yeah. new things. Do I a seven and well, an eight and do a first person thing. Like try, try new things. Like just let this sit like as, as a, as a, as the, the start yeah. of this amazing thing. Sorry. Go I ahead. think re remaking the first one would be worthwhile in that they've done two, three, four, and then one now feels super dated compared to them. And it's still on the same platform. It's like they've released that on current gen. It's just, it feels, yeah, somewhat out of place. Um, but do you risk Resident Evil 3-ing it? Yeah, that's the problem. And they've they've kind of, yeah, they've done too many too quickly. And so they'll probably get to the point of 4 needs to be amazing. Otherwise, they're going to get the same backlash that Sony's getting in that why do you keep remaking things that aren't that old? And I think 1, 2, 3 kind of felt pretty old, like their PS1 games. But 4 has been re-released so many times that it doesn't feel as ancient. Like, there's a HD version you can play on your current-gen consoles right now, which wasn't true for Resident Evil 2 and 3. As long as you tape down your right hand and don't use it. Yeah. Like, literally. Or, like, your thumb, anyway. Because you don't use your thumb. Anyway, yeah. I feel I like, did they have, like, maybe they did adjust that on one of the... I can't remember. I, no, they probably. didn't, because I, I, I replayed it to finish the professional mode to get the last achievement. Because, again, it's me. Um, you, you just can't, you can't use your right thumb and, and your muscle memory is so ingrained in like camera. It's, it's, it hurts to get used to it. Yeah. Um, but there's, yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. I think we'll leave last of us until it actually comes out to pass judgment. It seems like potentially we didn't need that yet. Uh, and that seems to be the general consensus online, but we'll, we'll wait and see. Um, it's certainly the, the flavor of today. Uh, the, the, the other certain, kind of the certain positive to take away from everything is that, because it's kind of use it's like the last of us in the last of us part two's engine it, it yeah. all the all the bells and whistles like in terms of accessibility are available and you know like people who who need those accessibility options to play video games of course like excellent they they get that um i i don't i don't think that that's really sony's main aim <laughs> so like yeah. it's it's a nice it's a nice consequence but it's not it wasn't the goal um but like for people who, who haven't been able to play and, and get to that's cool like so like that's thumbs up for that if you just haven't gotten around to play it yet uh the new version will cost 125 dollars. the original version is available right now for 10 bucks um and it also runs on your ps5 and the gameplay will be pretty similar it's very good. It's not identical. So you could always just play that. It's a matter of how much do you want to pay and which experience do you want. 
Um, the other news in remakes this week is that Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic has been delayed indefinitely. Uh, Allegedly. But yes. <laughs> sounds pretty legit. We've got devs saying it was meant to be out this year, even though it didn't have a date. And at its current state, 2025 would be more realistic, if not later. Uh, they, this game has been given to Aspire, who is best known, actually only known for porting games. Like, that's what they do. Originally, they ported everything to like Mac, pretty much, and more recently to consoles. Heaps of old Star Wars games to Switch recently. They've kind of made a niche there, and they've got a thing. So well, why they went to make like remake and do a new game like that's not their thing it's an odd choice well yeah and and even one of their ports to switch i think it was the kotor port to switch like there was a bug that meant you couldn't finish the game (laughs) so they don't have a good track record on porting things um so i'm not sure how they're going to do on remaking things and and the scuttlebutt is uh they're not doing a very good job of it so it's been delayed three years (laughs) three years indefinitely (laughs) potentially yeah uh, this has uh, delayed to the point that it's restarting development and a new developer written all over it. Like, I can't see this really continuing with such a delay. I think the directors have left or something. Uh, two got so. terminated. So, right. <laughs> still don't expect to play this anytime soon. Um, sounds like it's in big trouble, but it kind of all turns around to what do we think of um, outsourcing these remakes? Like we just saw last year. Um, Grove Street Games attempt to do the GTA trilogy and they did a bad job initially. There's no getting around that. They've improved it since, but like they were just the wrong studio. They're a mobile studio. Doing three console games didn't make sense. I think Aspire doesn't make sense here. Yeah. With with what, the name Grove Street, do like does Rockstar own them? I don't think they do. Yeah. Oh, they do? They do. Okay. Well, they then that's that's awkward because like and this is your note. I'm just stealing it. Uh like, you know, we we've talked about Nixes. We've talked about well, in past, Blue Point, who did like the Demon Souls remake and a whole bunch of other remakes or remasters. Yeah, they they did such a good job, and so did Nix's, that Sony acquired them. So you can you can either kind of do something poorly and and scrape by, or you can do something and be known for doing that well to the point where Sony wants to throw money at you to either do more of that or you know to branch out and even make your own kind of stuff. So I don't know. Yeah, well, I think the one of the obvious examples recently of this is that um, so the last four generations, or the first four generations of the Pokemon games have all been remade because Nintendo loves just rehashing these games. But the remakes have been good. Like, they've been on later generation platforms. Like, it's made sense to do them. And they were all made by the original developer up until the most recent one. And they were all good. And that most recent one being Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, um, it's okay. But, like, that, you know, most of the Pokemon games are great this is okay at best. Like it just feels out. The whole point of remaking them is they kind of brought them up to speed of like the, the later games. This one feels like that bare bones kind of remaster style of like, it's the same gameplay. We haven't really updated it. It's kind of like on a few generations ago style. Doesn't really make sense to then remake that. Um, and that's all been done by a new developer, which is kind of massively downgraded the quality of it. Um, so how much, would we prefer the original studio? Like, would you prefer Naughty Dog to be remaking Last of Us? Would you prefer Bioware to be doing Knights of the Old Republic? Uh, is that even feasible? Probably not for like a number of reasons. I guess like uh, like we'll use Naughty Dog as as the example here. Like a lot of the stuff they would have done at the time, like is that useful now? Like the textures that they created are so outdated and like are nowhere near 4k like i don't know how viable they are 
to to use or leverage in any way so you're kind of just doing everything from scratch so like do you need naughty dog to do that or can you just get someone cheaper to do that and the other thing is like if, if you worked on the original last of us and maybe had a hand do in the remaster <laughs> like do you want to work on it again for the third time in nine years probably probably not or people have like left so it's not even like actually naughty dog air quotes like working on it that's like there's all these things like i think yeah. and like bungie's a really good example like they they left microsoft because they didn't want to do halo anymore and they did something else and then they got in a fight with activision blizzard about bungie to like a certain extent so it's like they like do you just want to keep dragging through the the mud of one thing or do you want to like do something cool and new and i would imagine that most people would want to look forward instead of backward yeah so it probably all comes down to the publisher then that's who it's on they need to pick the right studio to remake it knowing it's probably not going to be the original it's becoming less and less likely and i mean we just talked about some examples of big publishers picking the wrong ones uh so it's, it's probably should just be specialist remaking studios that's what they should specialize in aspire has not turned out to be one of those they're potentially a specialist boarding studio and that's quite different to a remake so Stick in your lane, I guess, is probably the message here. Well, and you can still play KOTOR on PC. So you just That's don't true. get to on PlayStation 5. At you least play not, it on Switch, not yet. You can't finish it. A long game. It's a long game. It's a long I think game. that's us for this week. It's been a long podcast. What's your favorite remaster? How about oh. that? Um, well, just... I, well, Mass Effect, because I just played through the trilogy. It took me a year, and I finally finished. But I didn't get the achievement for one character through all of them. It didn't pop. Oh, didn't... how do you fix that? I don't know if you I'm do. S- well, unless unless I didn't import, because it was so long ago, once. No, but I would have. I can't understand why I didn't pop. I changed my class each game, but I didn't think that would affect it. Like, no, I, 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 I changed. I did that, I think. I, um, I got that achievement then, so I don't. I could just I, do the I last can't. mission. I could do the last mission again, but I got the achievement for like doing the end of Mass Effect Three, luck. Like, so I don't know why I didn't. No. Anyway, very annoying, but that's a good remaster. It's, it's like it still feels like an old game, but it's it's a fun way to play it. Um, yeah, I haven't played that many recently besides that. You? Uh, I th- oh I'm uh, you can probably guess which franchise I'm going to pick. I don't know if I could actually toss up between the GameCube Resident Evil and the new Resident Evil 2 because they're both really, really good in mm. drastically different ways and are really... Like, so, like, the, the original RE looked amazing. Or not the original RE. The original RE remake looked amazing and brought in that whole, like, sub-Lisa Trevor plot that, like, wasn't in the original. And But, like, RE2 is just, like, it's... Ugh. Mwah, chef's kiss. So... I'm yeah, mean, I'm just gonna say both. Just that's gonna my both. favorite. Uh, if Mass Effect, my favorite remaster collection. But uh, oh, I said remaster. It's my favorite remake. My favorite remaster is The Last of Us remastered. Oh, there you go. I don't know because. Um, how do we find you on the internet, Ben? I am Ben underscore Salter on Twitter, and I don't think I have anything to say at the moment. There's uh, my well, I'll I'll let you know how Godfather is on 360. That's my that'll be my next tweet. All right. Well, I I doubt that, but I'm looking forward to talking about it. Uh, I'll I'll let you know how uh, Chronicles of Riddick Dark Athena goes on SWriteAU on social media. Uh, I don't know what's going on. There's stuff happening. We're going to uh, to Italy in 
the end of hey. September. Yeah. So, uh, as in, as in Survivor, the Survivor team. No, Italy. no, just my, my husband and I are going to Italy. Uh, he, he's go- going on tour. Oh, anyway, all right. if you want to come, by all means, uh, you're paying well, your own way. Where, that's where James May's going in his new TV show, in his uh, Amazon show. Anyway, well, I'll, 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 hang out with, Italy? I'll hang out with him. Uh, Rome, Venice, oh, Florence, mm-hmm. uh, Cinque Terre, Venice. Did I say Venice? Also, Venice. Uh, so if you have any tips, by all means, send them through. Yeah, my tip is we went on a wine tour in Tuscany. Uh, one, very good red wine. And two, we had like, you're at shit. Well, this is pre-COVID. So maybe you're like meters apart now. But at the time, you're on like shared tables with people. And all the Americans we were with, like 21, like we don't like wine. And they just gave it all to us. And it was like excellent wine. So go wine tasting with some dumb Americans. Dumb. No offense, Americans. Not going to Tuscany, but I'm sure that'll be everywhere else. Uh Send 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 your tips. Send your travel tips. Send your uh, backwards compatible or not old game things. Tell us your favorite remake or remaster. Uh, Ooh, and most, have, this is my one good Italian tip that I remember from the, <laughs> of walking to a guide. Okay, <laughs> forget the ending of the show. This is a goodie. Uh, gelati, gelati tip. The ones. This is listen up, listeners. The ones where they have like the big massive mound of gelati that looks pretty and is great. Don't eat that. That's trash. You need to eat the ones where they've covered it in like the silver lid and you can't even see it. That's the good stuff. The, the other ones are all made for tourists and it's like just a big sculpture that looks great, but it's not actually, uh, it's no good. Uh, oh, I have to do my Duolingo. I've, I've been doing Duolingo in Italian. I can say the boy eats an apple because that's right. definitely something that's going to help ahead. me on my trip. Exactly. <laughs> uh, il, il, il ragazza, ragazza, yeah. Uh, mange is something about an apple I, I, it, why would i ever remember the work. word for apple it's stupid <laughs> it's some work yeah well, you uh, told me you could do it anyway okay arrivederci ben oh, that's all you need all right bye